Broadcasting live from the RNR studios in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's the premier destination for an inside look into the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Presented by Tequila Embajador. And welcome in, Raider Nation, in the huddle. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920, your boy Q holding it down as Vinny Bonsignor is still vacationing. He'll be out the rest of the week. Be back with us here on Monday. Very excited for him to return. And when he returns, that means that training camp is absolutely going to get started. He'll be back on the 26th. Training camp for the Raiders opens up on the 27th. So uh, very excited about that. That's right around the corner. We've got a lot to get to today's show. Very excited about today's show. And it's funny, Raider Nation, I, I, I like to take people behind the scenes. I like to peel back the curtain. And it's something I've been doing for years as I was on the radio in Central Texas. I always one of my things, I used to come in on, onto the air and start the show and say, boy, this is the best part of the day. This is actually the easiest part of the day is doing the show. The, the hardest part of the day is preparing for the show and going through sometimes a little bit of hoops and sometimes having to stretch yourself a little thin to be able to make sure that you're able to bring what you need to bring to the table to the table. So Raider Nation, I'll just let you know, myself and Damon have really been working. <laughs> We've been working it to make sure that we bring you a quality show this afternoon. And all I got to say is we got it done. Damon, we got it done without going into too much details. We, we got it, it done. We, we made it happen. We made Damon has no sleeves on today. Like He looks like he just popped out the gym and he's just ready to go. I came straight from the gym. And I didn't want to say this. <laughs> I didn't want to inconvenience anybody. But like I came straight from the gym. I was like, I got to make a protein shake. I got to make a protein shake. I got a lot of work to do, right? but I need my protein shake. So I had to use water instead of milk. And I mean, you know, no big deal. It still tasted good. But... I, pr- I would prefer not to use water. <laughs> that w- that when was that was. they say just put some. It's like getting some cereal, Mary <laughs> yeah. Friday. Just put some water on it, <laughs> and that's what I had to do. I mean, like it, it was it was my biggest because you you even texted me. You were like, hey, you was like, what's we up? Good? And I'm Are like, we good? Are we good? And I was right. like, dang, I said I'm pulling up. Yeah. I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Now you didn't see yesterday. I told you about telling on <laughs> yeah, yourself, man. But no, but it was. But this was one of those. It was like, yeah, yeah, man. I got you. Yeah, yeah. Well, you did. You did. You came through so like the that, first that's of my month. Sa- that's my sacrifice for you, man. I use water in my protein shake. Guys. Well, that's all right. It's good for you. Water, the H two O. You need to hydrate yourself. Hydrate. <laughs> it is what it is, man. It's it's exciting, and like I said, I'm very excited to be on the radio for the next couple of hours here uh, and be able to talk some Raider football and some football in general with you. And uh, again, this is the fun part of the show. This is the fun part of the day when we actually get to just get down, talk to Raider Nation. You know, here here's some great calls and great feedback on the Raider Nation listener line at seven zero two three six five ninety two hundred. And of course, you can always send a text message as well. Salmon Ash text line six nine one eight seven two. Keyword R and R. You got to use the keyword R and R six nine one eight seven, and make sure you hit up salmonash.com because you deserve what's right. So shout out to Sam and Ash and Demond actually got gifted today with the Sam and Ash coffee cup that was uh, a gift for someone who no longer works here. And so uh, the 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 lady, the kind lady at the front desk, was going to give it to me as a gift, as almost a welcome gift. And then I saw Demond and I knew all the work that you did. See how this all comes together? You did all this work to get here to where we're at right now. You got rewarded with the salmon ash coffee cup with a little Bailey's in it. Exactly, man. You know, I was like, thank you so much. You know, just an honor. To I didn't know you were a coffee drinker. I, I love coffee. See, I'm not a coffee drinker. Oh, you're not? No, oh, I don't man, drink coffee. Coffee, tea, caffeine. Give it to me. Well, I, I mean, caffeine. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you on the caffeine, but it's I don't get mine by way of coffee. It's just not my my, my get down. And I'm becoming an old man. Like I can drink it black straight up. I'd prefer maybe like a little, you know, maybe like a little milk or sugar. But like I'm like, no. If I, no hey, option. look, you're drinking your protein shakes with water now, so you you're desensitized. Yeah, man. You I'm, have no no sense of taste. You're good. I just drown my food in hot sauce, and then yep, I don't I don't yep, no taste, no nothing. There you go, there you go. Not mad at that. I do want to shout out to uh, Corey, my dude. Uh, hit me up, and uh, he's actually back in Central Texas. He said, "I got you on the radio." Hell yes, big dog. So uh, shout out to my guy Corey, my dude. I definitely appreciate that. That's probably a name you'll hear quite a bit here, Raider Nation. So uh, shout out to him. But coming up on today's show, man, like I said, I'm very excited about. It. We did a lot of work to put this thing together. Uh, Mick Akers from the Las Vegas Review Journal. He'll join us at 4:30. Uh, good dude. Talked to him multiple times, and uh, he's a guy that he was like I was at Allegiant Stadium just last week, and we talked to Mark Bedane at the at the Small Business Showcase. Lincoln Kennedy was there. He was the MC, but Mark Bedane was there, and uh, you heard the interview that I did with him here on Raider Nation Radio 920, and uh, just had about four or five minutes with him. But Mick Akers. Also talked to Mark Bedane that day, and so it's funny because we were, I feel like, two of the last folks to actually have a real deal interview with him, and then all of a sudden he resigns yesterday. So I wanted to get Mick Aker's thoughts on on the resignation of Mark Bedane and, and what that means for the Raiders moving forward. But I also 
as I continue to do my due diligence and do a little bit of research, Mick has been all over this A's situation and them with the potential of wanting to move to 702, to the 702, to, to maybe Henderson, maybe Las Vegas. Where are they going to put a stadium? Can't get it done in Oakland. Have you heard that before? Stop me if you heard that story before. Can't get a stadium done in Oakland. They had a big meeting in Oakland today. I know Mick Akers was on that. I know Ed Graney from our sister station ESPN Las Vegas. I know he was on it as well. I know a lot of people are paying attention to it. We were just having a spirited discussion in the hallway about it. And I, I like JT the Brick, who, who comes on at uh, noon to two right here on, uh, on Radio Nation Radio 920. I don't believe that the A's in Las Vegas would work. I'm not saying they're not coming, because I do think that they are going to end up eventually here. I don't think it's going to work for multiple reasons. And I can go down the laundry list of reasons. I don't think they will be a success in Vegas, in Henderson, like the Raiders, like the Golden Knights. I think because just because you see something work for somebody else don't mean it's always going to work for you. And just let us have, let us have this, man. No, no, let it's fine. It. No, I'm not saying they're not going to have it. I'm an A's fan. Let let's, let it be known. I'm an A's fan. I grew up a A's, Raiders, and a Warrior fan. They all played at one point in the same parking lot. I took the same train to the same Coliseum, to the same parking lot, had the same barbecue, had the same kind of, uh, you know, tailgates. I did all that in the same location right off of 880. Don't, you know what I mean? So, believe me, I grew up an A's fan. I grew up, Ricky Henderson is my favorite player. Player of all time. I used to think, Damon, at some point, I was Ricky Henderson. I did. I, I had my alter ego was Ricky Henderson for the longest. Remember when I started talking about baseball and softball the other day and I said I hit dingers? That's me at 44. Me at 14, I was Ricky Henley Henderson. So were you like on the Little League field? Were you just like, hey, man, I'm about to kill it today. I'm yeah, still, I stole bases. If I, if I get on base, I'm stealing it. I would stop at first so I could steal all the other bases. I would hit a double or a triple, and I would stop at first because I wanted to steal the base. i tell the guy behind me, don't worry, just give me two pitches. I'll be there. I was that – yeah, I had a little bit of uh, – You were that guy. Yeah, yeah, I was that guy. You were that guy, pal. First, first, no joke, and my mom is my witness. Mama Q will tell you, as God is my witness, my very first baseball game I ever played, I went four for four, and I stole four bases, and I scored four runs, and we lost like 16 to four. <laughs> man, but this guy but got I did it. keeping his own stat book from hey, Little League. Like, hey, man, four for four, four runs. Yep. We lost 16 to four. Yep. I don't know what them other bums were doing. Obviously nothing. But I know me at eight years old, I was getting work done. Yeah, I was probably 12, but still, I was handling my business. Ricky was my guy. Ricky still is my guy. That is my dude. Like, there, I mean, I don't get starstruck. I wouldn't get starstruck with Ricky, but I'd be really pretty close. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's one of those guys that you look at and you're, man, that's the dude. That's the guy that, you know, have you ever, have you ever had the conversation of guys that you really looked up to and then if you met them and they were some, like, totally different, you'd be, your feelings would be hurt? Yeah, me with John Cena. If John Cena wasn't what I thought he'd be, yeah, man, you got me. <laughs> Did you just incorporate a wrestler in this conversation that we're having? Yeah, John Cena or The Rock, if they weren't like what I thought they were in my head, yeah, that, that'd be pretty. I know exactly how you feel, yeah. Did you just bring a wrestler into Dude. this conversation? We're talking some real deal. Real deal superstars, yeah. Sports, I brought superstar. Up, I brought we're talking a, to HOFer, a Hall of Famer. WWE Hall of Famer, yeah, we're, yeah, we're on the same They're page. They're not in the same category. We're on the same page. Oh. I know there's a lot of people that love wrestling, and I know your affinity. Or I don't even know the right word. I know your love for, for wrestling, too. You know, Cena came back on Sunday. He's going to be at SummerSlam. You know Allegiant how, Stadium. Do you know how much I paid attention to that? You, you, I I'm did telling, not. I'm, I'm giving you the news right now. SummerSlam, you want to go? Allegiant Stadium, we can go. No. <laughs> you can go. We can get you covered for that. We can get you go. Not me. Not a wrestling guy. When my dad told me as a youngster, as a young kid, he said, son, wrestling's fake. When he told me that, it was over. And now at that point, Junkyard Dog was my guy. Him and Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Those are my two guys. I like Brutus because he had to strut. He strutted around the ring, and he was going to cut your hair off. I like Jake the Snake, but that's because Elizabeth was fine, at least to me as a youngster. I think new Elizabeth is not. But Jake the Snake was my guy, too. No, that was Macho Man. Uh, I was, I was going to let you keep talking. Why? Yeah. Correct but me nah, if I'm you know, wrong. It's, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Who did Jake the Snake have with him? Just the snake? Uh, he just had the snake. What yeah, was the snake's uh, name? Elizabeth? No, no, I don't think there was a name for the snake. Oh, all right. Well, my bad. Yeah, that was Macho Man. You're thinking of Macho Man. Yeah, yeah. But old Elizabeth, because you know there's been like three versions. Yeah. Yeah, three or four. I was gonna, I, I was gonna pivot this and be like, you know, Howard Bryant, you know, great um, writer, used to be at ESPN. I think he's with Metal Arc Media now. He's got a Ricky Henderson book coming out. 
And I was going to be like, oh, that might be a nice gift for you. Oh, I think I quote tweeted and I think I put it out there. Yeah. You know what my ultimate gift is? And I hope that my wife's listening because I've been asking her for this for about two and a half years, maybe even three. I want to autograph Ricky Henderson baseball bat. That's all I want. And I saw one one day and it was available for $199.99 and I was about to buy it, but I had to check with the boss first, a.k.a. the wife. And we paused. We took too long. You study long. You know, Domino's, you study long, you study wrong. We studied too long. Well, you know, I'll get you the book, man. You know, no, give me the bat. If you're gonna do something good for your country, do something like that. Get something. Nah, get the you, bat. But the book, you will get the complete Ricky story. You know, I know the Ricky story. I helped write maybe it. Maybe a couple of nuggets that you didn't know. You know, to be in that book. You know. Do you know that he was born on December 25th, 1958? Of course, I didn't know that. Okay. You were talking. You was like you mentioned like the hallway conversation. You guys were talking about the '89 World Series team. That's right. Beat the played Giants. Be- played before I was born, and I know like three <laughs> players. I know like three players from this team. You go, oh man, like oh, you remember like the um. The relief pitcher? Oh, this guy. What was, it was like some. Dennis Eckersley was the dude. Well, he was the closer, but you guys yeah. are naming guys like just rotation pitchers. And I'm well, like, because they had squad. Back in the day, we're talking about the prideful A's at that point. And anyone from the Bay knows what I'm talking about. I know Henderson, McGuire. But you don't really Kinseko. know him then. You were a new booty. You don't really know him like that. You don't know him like that. You don't know that when the A's would win a game at the Coliseum, all the fans, and it would be a pe- packed out Coliseum, would start singing, celebrate, good time, come on, cool in the gang. You don't remember that. You weren't around for that. Wasn't around for that song either. <laughs> I think they still play it, but there's not that many fans there now. But anyway, this whole conversation started with me saying I don't think that they coming to Las Vegas if they end up in in, in the 702 is going to work. I just don't. And and my perfect example to you was, are you going to go to a Wednesday afternoon game between the A's and the Orioles? I'm in. You're not. I'm in. You're not. What time did you say again? Sometimes uh, Wednesday afternoon. If, if I, you going to let me off work? Sure. Yeah, you keep it, talking about wrestling, you'll be off work permanently. <laughs> <laughs> if you're like, Damon, you know what? Go live out your baseball dream. I'll be a fan with a number one finger and my glove, and I'll go to the ballpark just waiting for a home run ball, and I'll stay from first inning till the ninth because I want the A's to succeed in Las Vegas. I, I, I'll be that guy. I just don't think it's the same the same thing. You know what I mean? Again, there's success. The, the Vegas Golden Knights have been so successful, so much fun to watch, even from a distance. As I was in Texas, I was watching the Golden Knights. They were my they were my adopted team because they're so much fun to watch and they're so successful and they've done so many great things. Then the Raiders are obviously here. That's going to be a successful adventure, especially this year when fans are able to get into Allegiant Stadium. But it's just a different ball game when you're talking about the A's that I mean, who's their biggest star right now? Just you tell me. Matt talk. Olson. I okay, but up. you only learned that because you looked it up on on your phone while we were talking in the in the hallway. He was in the home run derby. I you think. didn't know that until we talked about Matt it. Olson. Come How many home runs did he hit in the derby? I don't know, but he's got like at least twenty on the he season. He didn't even make it out of the first round of the derby. Neither did Shohei. Come on, it's a hard. Yeah, it's but a hard, that was a, a he put a, on a show just like his name, Shohei. I mean, it's a it's a hard. You know, you, you put on the spot. Come on, I'll give him a break. Matt Olson, pride of Las Vegas. Okay, I'm calling it no, now. and that's fine. I'm okay. I'm good with that. I, hey, kudos. But you just named a bunch of players that were on the team that you had never seen in the 89 A's. That's who you're going to go on a Wednesday afternoon to see play against the Orioles. Not a team with one guy that you may know and may know that he was in the home run derby. And then you have a, just a roster full of guys. And that's no disrespect. It's just what it is. Like, they, they went and traded for Elvis Andrews. You think that Vegas isn't going to get behind a new team? Like, they're not going to jump on the they're bandwagon? They're not a new team. They're the A's. Well, they're not a new team. New to us. Yeah. I personally... I think the Aviators are going to be a whole lot more successful, which are the AAA team of the A's, than the A's would. Just my opinion. Just my opinion. We can see. They got but that I'm, new fancy ballpark. I'm with, and that ballpark is dope. But I'm with, I'm with JT 100% that I don't think it's going to work if they do make their way here. They ought to just try to figure out in Oakland, but I know trying to figure things out in Oakland don't always go over so well. As a Bay Area native, as a dude from the Bay who loves the Bay, I understand. It just don't shake out like that. So I tell you all this to tell you, Mick Akers is going to join us at 4.30 to talk about Mark Bedane, to talk about, you know, the meeting that he was a part of that had to do with the Oakland A's. That's all coming up at 4.30. Mick Akers does a great job for the Las Vegas Review-Journal. 5 o'clock, talk about HOFers. We had Marcus Allen on the show yesterday talking about the battle for Vegas. Softball, charity softball event going on Saturday at Las Vegas Ballpark. How about another HOFer, back-to-backs? Tim Brown, number 81. 
Tim Brown will join the show at 5 o'clock to talk about the battle for Vegas, to talk about the Raiders entering training camp, to talk about Henry Ruggs, talk about being a, a Hall of Famer, talk about Tom Flores going into the Hall of Fame. We'll talk. We'll just pick Tim Brown's brain. Anything we could think of, that's what we'll do when it comes to Touchdown Tim Brown. He'll join us at 5 o'clock. That's going to be a fun conversation. And then we'll close things out with our guest lineup at 5.30. Faven K, Fox 5 News this morning. She's going to join us. She's a big-time Raider fan. Last year, remember she did a, she did a little on-air bet with uh, her co-host on the TV station. I think it was the Chiefs game. And um, someone had to wear like a Chiefs jersey. She had to wear a Chiefs jersey if the Chiefs won. And they ultimately won that game. That was the one at Allegiant Stadium that the Raiders should have won. And uh, so she's a big-time Raider fan. She's let me know that she's so excited and pumped up for this season. So why not have her on the show to talk about it, right? She does a great job on the, on the Fox 5 News this morning. So uh, we'll have Faven K. So Mick Akers, Las Vegas Review-Journal, 4.30. Tim Brown, 5 o'clock. And then closing out our guest lineup at 5.30, Faven K, Fox 5 News this morning. That's going to be a lot of fun. Now, I did want to throw out this question. And I, I, I'm throwing this out there. Because every day I like to bring a topic to the show. And I had a topic already prepared. And, and Demond, you have it on your, your run sheet. You have, I have a question. But I'm not going to use that question because in the spirit of this is about Raider Nation, this is about the interaction with you, you can hit us up on the listener line, 702-365-9200. You could text us, 69187, keyword r and and give your message. You could tweet at us, at r and 920 am you can even hit us up on Facebook if that's your bag. Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Either way, I got a tweet from Alex, and he tweeted me at your boy Q254. He says, hey, Q, Murrieta Raider here from Murrieta, California, the 951. I got a question for the show at 4 o'clock today. Do you think Hunter Renfro is in for a contract extension at the end of the season with the Raiders, or do you think that they'll let him walk after four seasons next year? He's a very valuable piece on third down plays. He's been a reliable receiver. He's been really good in special teams in the punt return. Has good chemistry with the team. What's his ceiling for this season? Thanks, Q. Enjoy the show. So that's from Alex. So really, in a nutshell, I mean, I just read you the whole message, but in a nutshell, he wants to know. Hunter Renfro, he's going into year three. He's only got a four-year contract. These are the money years. When you're going into the year before your contract is going to expire, that's your money year. Is he a guy that you could see the Raiders extending because of everything that Alex said? Because he's good. It's, it's third in Renfro. He always finds a way to get open and make himself available for Derek Carr. He's excelled in the punt return game. I still think he's going to take one to the house this year like he had one last year and then was called back. I still think that was a bogus call, too, by the way. But, uh, you know, I'll get over that. So I want to know from you, Raider Nation, what do you think? What's your response to Alex's question? A member of the Silver and Black, a member of Raider Nation, Alex wants to know your thoughts on Hunter Renfro. Will he get a contract extension? Do you think the Raiders should give him a contract extension at some point, either in the season or immediately following his third year so he doesn't go into that fourth year in that lame duck season? 702-365-9200. That's the Raider Nation request line or, stress, or listener line, whatever you want to call it. And then the Salmon Ash text line, 69187, keyword R&R. This is In the Huddle on Raider Nation Radio 920. Interact with the show. Text Vinny at 69187 or tweet at him at Vinny Bonsignor. This is In the Huddle with Raiders beat writer Vinny Bonsignor on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. <laughs> 422 is the time. I see you there, Damon. Uh, cool in the gang action. Celebrate. Bring it to Vegas, right? If you say so, if you say so, it's Raider Nation Radio 920 in the huddle. Your boy Q holding it down. Vinny Bonsignor is vacationing. He'll be back here on Monday. And on Monday when he's back, we'll have the whole lineup. We'll have the morning show. We'll have Pritch and Clay locked in. We'll have JT the Brick noon to 2. We'll have myself. My show will start on Monday. Unnecessary Roughness, 2 to 4 p.m. And then Vinny Bonsignor will be back in the captain's seat for In the Huddle from 4 to 6 p.m. So locked and loaded. Make sure you put it in your phone. Make sure you put it in your notes that uh, starting on Monday, the 26th, we'll all be back in the building making things happen and uh, have a full day of shows. Very excited about that. And uh, throughout the question, our good guy uh, Alex had sent me a tweet asking about Hunter Renfro and, and his our thoughts on that. And he's going into year three. He's got a four-year deal. Is he going to be up for a contract extension? Do you think Hunter Renfro's earned a contract extension? What, what are your thoughts on that? And so I want to go out there and throw it out to the listener line at 702-365-9200. And, of course, the Salmon Ash text line. Make sure you visit Salmon Ash at salmonash.com because you deserve what's right at 69187. 
Keyword is R and R. It's R and R to six nine one eight seven. And before we get to that, I know we have Raider Mitch standing by. You got a text message that you want to pass along, and I have no idea what this is, but you want to pass something along. All right, loyal listener Aaron. He texts me. He says he's gonna make fun of you for bringing up Cena, but he just bragged on his little league stats. LOL. Come on. I mean, I was a stud in, in Little League. <laughs> Come on, man. I can't talk about Cena. Hey. I can't talk about Cena, but you can yeah, man, when I was 12, man. But we were talking about the greatness of Ricky Henderson, and, and then you no, brought you up John Cena. You just meant, you said, like, of a super, you wouldn't be starstruck, but if somebody, like, disappointed you, if they weren't the person you thought they okay. would be, you'd be let down. Somebody could have named, like, a good actor. Someone maybe could have named an author, But we're you know? talking about sports. And I get it. Wrestling's a sport. Sports entertainment. Oh, it's okay. If you, if I'll show you the clip next break, I'll show you John Cena making his surprise return at Money in the Bank in Texas. People were losing their minds. I don't, I don't doubt that. I, I know people love wrestling. I'm just not that guy. But to Aaron's credit, I got to give him credit because he he called me out on that one. And Aaron, I'm okay with getting called out. You can call me out. People have been calling me out since Friday about Def Leppard. <laughs> That's still going on. I heard Def Leppard this morning on the morning show. They were talking about it. Hey, tell Q that Def Leppard's not metal. I'm a bruh. Okay, off top, I'm a bruh. So Def Leppard, to me, sounded like metal. And I enjoyed Def Leppard, and I will, to my grave, enjoy. <laughs> you. Doesn't know the difference between Def Leppard and Metallica, huh? Dog, let me tell you, and you're probably too young <laughs> to even know this. I didn't know I had two neighbors. Well, I had neighbors back in the day, <laughs> right? I had neighbors that I was friends with. Brian and Michael, they were brothers. And they played music in their garage. They had their band together. So... Um, another one bites the dust. They would play that all the time, right? That's a great song, classic, right? Yeah, I know. It. I grew up thinking that was Brian and Michael. I didn't know that that was Queen <laughs> until I did. Already, man, Brian and Michael, they really made it. What do you exactly? I was like, man, you guys got something. I I think that's a good song. They didn't say like, well, we're playing someone else's music, so I didn't know. Did you just like hear it at like the supermarket it, no, one day? No, I heard it in their garage. And but I, I mean, when you got older, did you ever find out? Did you like? I don't know how I found out. You know, sometimes like you go to the mall and you're like, oh man, like someone broke mall it to music. me. Someone broke it to me. You're like, oh, Brian and Michael. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I know. I but, know. Brian, who the, who, their last who name Brian was Carlisle. I even remember their name, Brian and Michael Carlisle. Pittsburgh, California, stand up. That's where I used to live. And I used to go to their house, and they'd play their music in the garage. Another one, Bites the Dust. I'm like, man, they're good. I thought that was, I thought that's who they were. you like, We Will Rock? You were like, man. like I man, didn't you know. Guys, you guys are killing it. I mean, how do you know if you don't know? Well, you got me there. I mean, seriously, how do you know if you don't know? You got. I like Queen, so I mean, I, I guess. I do, too. I, I just thought it was Brian and Michael. Until I didn't. 702-365-9200. Let's go out to the Raider Nation listener line. Raider Mitch, what's on your mind this afternoon? How's it going, Q? Chill. I was, I was, I was just uh, teasing uh, Devon there. It could, be, it could be 609, Mitch. Anyway, uh, yeah, you know, you, we got a good group of wide receivers, and he's dependable. He's not fast. I don't think he's going to be asking for astronomical money there. Um, if he has a good year, I think he's dependable. If one of those, those additional guys that we got, one from Buffalo and Edwards, he can't get his health straight. And I think the Raiders will be picking um, 25, 27. I think it's going to be a good year. Okay. I mean, I'm just, I, I think uh, this wide receiver, I think USC's got two wide receivers that are coming out. They're fresh round picks. I don't think we'll be able to get Drake London. Love to see him as a Raider. Right, right. Okay. And he should have played basketball this past year. We would have gone. We would have beaten that. <laughs> I really forgot. It seems like college basketball has been a long time ago. It right. It goes too fast. Boo McCoy, Drake London, definitely two guys. Um, I guess they're redshirt sophomore and Drake. Never gotten hurt. He's, he's a junior. He's going. He, he's killing up basketball, but that's a pipe dream, I guess, that he'd be a Raider. And um, I didn't get most of your uh, – your um, interview with Marcus Allen, but every time I hear Marcus Allen, that guy is so modest. That guy was so good. Yeah. He should retire his number. Yeah, no. It's just, they, should, they should retire his number, and they never will change that uniform. Thanks for taking my call, Q. Thank you, my man. I definitely appreciate that. Good stuff. And, yeah, Marcus Allen was great. And you could always, if you miss any of the show, you could always go to lvsportsnetwork.com and check out not just this show, but you could check out the morning show. You could check out JT the Brick. You could check out anything that you may have missed 
here on uh, on the show live, you could always go back to lvsportsnetwork.com. Now let's go out to the Raider Nation hotline, and we're bringing our guest. Mick is ready, right? Okay, now we're going out to Mick Akers from the Las Vegas Review-Journal. And, and, Mick, we definitely appreciate you, and you can find Mick on Twitter, at Mick Akers. Uh, definitely appreciate you this afternoon. It's funny, we were just talking last week at Allegiant Stadium, and you and myself both talked to then-President Mark Bedane, and all of a sudden, a week later... He's not the president anymore. Steps down yesterday. When you had that conversation that you had with Mark Bedane at the Legion Stadium, did you have any kind of idea? Did you get any kind of sense or any kind of feeling that he may be close to, you know, resigning like he ultimately did yesterday? Uh, yeah, not at all. Um, actually, we saw him uh, last Thursday as well at the stadium authority meeting and talked with him after that for a little bit too. And we're just kind of looking, you know, towards some future events. I was trying to get some you know, events out of him, but, you know, kind of keeping it tight lipped. So obviously, you know, he was still, you know, doing his job and uh, didn't have any like, inclination that, you know, that would be coming yesterday. Yeah, that was, that was a shock. Uh, we were on the air. Matter of fact, we were talking to Marcus Allen. We were in the middle of a conversation with Marcus Allen when the news came down about Mark Bedane. We got the email from Will over with the Raiders and just really unbelievable. But, but now that it's here and now that it's sunk, sunk in for about 24 hours, what do you think is the direction that the Raiders go? And do you think this will be a distraction as they're, you know, less than a week away now from the start of training camp? Yeah, I don't think this has any bearing on the players or such. You know, he kind of was more on the business side, making the deals, the stadium and all that. Um, but obviously he lose someone with the, the, the Raiders with been there for 30 years. You know, people get to know him. He's just been the mainstay. Um, but obviously they're in good hands with Ventrelli. He's a, been around the whole stadium process with Bedane. He's I've seen him at dozens of meetings, so he you know he knows the lay of the land and um, all the partnerships and such. So uh, they'll be in good hands, you know, at least interim with him. So um, I think you know as far as any kind of impact, it's just gonna you're losing like one of the you know the biggest faces in Vegas right now. He everyone that met him, you know, business wise, you know, left impressed, and he he, he was a good, you know knew how to shook a deal down. So. Um, been trying some shoes to fill, but obviously, you know, he's been around him enough to kind of, you know, learn, you know, the way that, you know, Bedane had, you know, in the past. Talking right now with Mick Akers from the Las Vegas Review Journal here on Raider Nation Radio 920. And, you know, part of his statement that he, he gave, and I know he gave that statement to you, sent a text message or, or whatnot, uh, talked about looking forward to uh, new pursuits. What kind of new pursuits do you think Mark Bedane may be, uh, may be thinking about in the future? Yeah, you know, that's the million-dollar question. Uh, obviously, he's like I said, he's he's kind of in tune with everybody and not just Las Vegas, but Nevada, um, from business to political, obviously. So, um, you know, it's kind of going to have to be a wait-and-see thing, obviously, since he just kind of quit out of nowhere and, you know, no one really, you know, had any kind of thoughts about that. It's kind of hard to speculate on that. Obviously, um, when he was first hired as president, you know, uh, Mark Davis said, hey, this guy – is his main goal is to get us a new home and stadium. And he fulfilled that. And he mentioned that, Hey, since this is over with, you know, maybe it's a good time to step away. Cause you know, it was a lot of work and he mentioned, you know, the, the kind of time and work and went into that and he wanted to spend some more time with his family. So, kind of a wait-and-see thing on what he's going to do next. Yeah, absolutely. It should be a lot of uh, – or very interesting, I should say. And uh, you mentioned uh, Ventrelli and, and how he, you know, has been around uh, Bedane. And so he, he's got a lot of uh, years under his belt as well. So the Raiders should be in good hands. And this is just, you know, he's taken over in the interim basis. But that's what Mark Bedane did as well. You know, he took over on the interim basis and then ultimately was, uh, you know, promoted to uh, the full-time president. Do you, do you see this as a possibility that that might be what the Raiders' next decision is as far as their president goes? Yeah, I think um, that's, you know, a pretty plausible situation, obviously, with the Big Dane having that same thing. Um, he's been, like I said, he's been around. And he has the connections as well. So I think, you know, bringing in someone new and they're going to have to reintroduce someone to the, the Valley and such and, you know, be a little learning curve. So I think since he already has that and they're not in any kind of immediate rush like they were then when they were trying to get a stadium. So I think, you know, this could play out a little bit and then, um, you know, kind of end up with him being the permanent president for the time being, at least. And, and Mick, you've been around the city, obviously, for a long time. You saw the stadium grow from the ground up and, and where it's at right now and that beautiful stadium sitting right off the highway. But uh, it, it, as far as what it has meant to this city already in a, in a short-term basis, not the long-term, because there's so many different events that are going to be coming to Las Vegas, to this area because of, because of that stadium and, and what they're able to do in that building. How big is that just in general? How big is that for the community? 
yeah, obviously we didn't get to see the full impact um, the first year it was open because, you know, we had, didn't have any events with fans except for a couple of UNLV games with like 2,000 fans. So they saw the first sold-out event with Garth Brooks a couple of weeks ago. Uh, you you kind of see the drawing power of the stadium. Um, <clears throat> so obviously they've announced a few events coming up down the line, and that I was told there's some more going to be coming out here soon. So it just shows you it's bringing some of the events that we couldn't get here before. We didn't, we didn't have this 65,000-seat stadium. Uh, so it's it's huge. I'll the job aspect and the community pride, you know, that sports brings and having a facility like that. A lot of people always point to the $750 million they got from the, the state, you know, to get that built. But obviously, um, over time, I think it's going to pay for itself. The room tax pays for that anyway. With the lull kind of gone with people returning. There's no issues with paying that back now. Uh, I think, you know, over time, I think people forget, forget about that and just kind of remember, you know, what's – you know, the, the huge impact it's going to have on on this area going forward. Yeah, no, no doubt about that. We're talking right now with Mick Akers from the Las Vegas Review-Journal here on Raider Nation Radio 920 in the huddle. And uh, I also wanted to have you on not just to talk about Mark Bedane, but I also wanted to talk about the A's. And the A's have been one of those subjects, and we got into a spirited conversation already to start the show about the A's. And, you know, I'm I'm in one one uh, camp as far as if, if it's going to be successful, if they were to make it out here to, to the 702 and others are in another camp. But as far as the meeting that you were on, you were a part of today with uh, the, you know, the city of Oakland and them trying to uh, basically present what they have to, to the president of the A's and just, you know, the kind of the, the upper management of the A's. What was your biggest takeaway from those meetings today? Uh, you know, it, just, it kind of played out as a, uh, their president, Dave Cavell, tell me about, um, he said, hey, I think they're going to vote on, you know, their counter proposal that they gave to him a couple weeks ago, and it, it played out that way, and he, he said all along, if they do that, that's a no. So, you know, they did come back and say, hey, you're not going to be responsible for $352 million in offsite infrastructure costs, which I thought maybe would sway out the, the, you know, the A's to the kind of, you know, being in favor of this, but uh, when he came out and said, hey, um, this is not something viable for us to go forward with, um, it kind of put the heat on Vegas more, I think. So they're going to be here tomorrow and uh, and Thursday as well. I just got off the phone with, with Caval actually um, five minutes before jumping on here, and uh, he said uh, they're going to meet with uh, Phil Ruffin, casino owner. He owns a plot of land over there in Sahara and Las Vegas Boulevard that's kind of looked at as – a possible target of theirs. Um, so they have some more site um, searching to do here and they're bringing an architect this time. So they wow. can kind of get a, a better sense of how a stadium would, you know, lay out in certain plots of land. How did the Oakland officials or how have the Oakland officials taken uh, all of the flirtation with Las Vegas from the A's, all the, you know, being at the Vegas Golden Knights game and celebrating and doing all the things that they've been doing from the organization standpoint, just to try to say like, Hey, by the way, look at us, we're here. We can be here permanently. How has the, the, the officials there in Oakland taken that? Yeah, as you can guess, you know, they haven't been in favor of it. Uh, I was out there at the beginning of the month and I was talking to Mayor Schaaf and, you know, she had a, you could tell she had a little, you know, resentment when I was talking to her just because we're from Vegas. So she was kind of giving me that kind of cold shoulder. But, um, yeah, even today they mentioned his trips out here and his tweets when he's out here. And then one one of the councilmen said, hey, if we were voting on how they acted during this, it'd be an immediate no because he said they felt like they were using bullying tactics, kind of being out here and showing, hey, we're out in Vegas. Um, you better approve our deal or else. So they, they kind of took that too hard i think a few of them uh, mentioned it specifically so yeah they they're pretty up in arms about it over there we're talking right now with Mick Akers from the Las Vegas Review-Journal here on Raider Nation Radio 920. And I don't want to influence your answer, so I'm not going to tell you what I feel. But ultimately, if the A's were to end up out here and and put up a stadium, wherever they decide to put the stadium, there's few locations that obviously it would work at. Do you think that this would be a successful adventure for the A's? Yeah, I think so. I, like I've, I've been saying all along since they started, you know, looking in Southern Nevada, I think it's, you know, if, it's between whoever gets here first next, uh, NBA or MLB. Uh, I don't think you can, you know, support all four here. Obviously, there's a little bit more games uh, with Major League Baseball compared to, say, NFL. But um, they're looking at a half the size venue, about thirty to 35,000. Um, you have a, you know, good baseball fan base out here already with the Aviators and, you know, their previous names before that for 25, 30 years. So, you know, this 
isn't a new baseball fan base out here. They've been around it and supported it. They've been selling out the Las Vegas ballpark. So I think that mixed in with the tourist aspect that, you know, the Raiders also use, I think uh, definitely could work out out here. It's interesting. Interesting for sure. Uh, you know, I have I have my doubts a little bit, but again, I, I haven't been boots on the ground here like you have and, and many others. So uh, I'm going to take your word for it. Uh, we'll, we'll see how it all plays out. It should be very, very interesting. But man, I mean, you want to talk about a, an area and a community that's grown leaps and bounds. And like you said, who's going to get here first, MLB or NBA? That's that ought to be interesting. So, uh, Mick, not to put you on the spot or anything, but uh, what's your gut feeling? Do you think that uh, the A's ultimately end up out here or do you think that somehow, some way they find a way to get a deal done in uh, in the bay area yeah it's tough to say right now obviously because um mlb's commissioner said hey if they don't give a favorable vote uh we may open up you know up to six additional cities that the A's can go and kind of do some site searching and such and see that so you're going to have some new cities in the fray possibly here uh with with them continuing to maybe try to work on the deal over there in Oakland, uh, but you know Vegas has a full head head of steam right now. With uh, this would be their fourth trip out here in the last two months, so um, they already you know met with many movers and shakers in the town. They've seen some sites. They know what we have to offer. They've seen the playoff crowd at the Golden Knights game and see how the fans are. So I think you know if it comes down to it, there is a good shot. It's just going to have to wait. I think more towards um, you know sometime next month after they kind of go over this proposal they were giving to you because they didn't see any of these amendments to the city's plan until today at the meeting. So they're kind of caught off guard. And uh, Caval said, hey, I have to go back and review some of this stuff before we can give a definitive answer. And like, if this is uh, something we're going to work on or if we're going for relocation. Yeah, man, it's it's interesting. It really is. It's 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 one of those things that I can't really wrap my my mind around it right now. But again, it's it's interesting, and I know it's a possibility to roll down the pipeline. And before I let you go, uh, Raiders training camp opens up on the twenty seventh. Uh, is there a, a particular area of the team? Is there something that you'll be paying attention to? What do you want to see once camp opens up next week? No, it's just gonna be you know see how they come out you know from the summer and um, just how they react some of the new guys uh, and just going to see how they gel and such. I think that'll be paying attention to that pretty much. Um, aside from that, just going to see how, you know, some of these young guys have grown from last year. If they have any, uh, you know, impressive moments during the training camp heading into preseason. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, what you got coming out in the Las Vegas review journal that uh, folks should be on the lookout for. Yeah, I got uh, that story today out of uh the A's saga going on. So that's going to be, um, it's already up on the site right now, but I just, I'm going to update it with some these new quotes from Cavill and then, uh, you know, continue work on some of this stuff with the Allegiant stadium and uh, those event day operations are going to get an update because they had a bunch of meetings last week to address some of that. So I'm going to be uh, kind of focusing on that over the next couple of days and see, you know, what's the plan for the next event here in um, August 1st. Sounds good. I know you're Johnny on the spot. That's Mick Akers from the Las Vegas Review Journal. You can find him on Twitter at Mick Akers and with us here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Mick, thank you so much for your time, man. It was good catching up with you the other day, and uh, I look forward to seeing you and talking to you soon. You as well. Glad to have you in the town finally, Gio. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, my man. Appreciate you. I will see you. All right, there he goes. Mick Akers, good dude right there from the Las Vegas Review Journal. And it's funny, man, I, as many times as I've talked to him, had him on the show multiple times, and, you know, finally actually got to – See him in person the other day when we were at Allegiant Stadium, so that was really, really cool. It's, it's, it's been awesome so far the past couple of weeks being here in town and, and running into folks that I talk to on the regular but never get to see in person. Now I'm just kind of bumping into everybody around town, and, and, and that's really, really cool. So definitely appreciate uh, mixed time right there. And uh, there you go, Jamon. He, he thinks that the A's will work. Like I said, I, I didn't, told you. Well, no, I said, look, I didn't want to influence him. I didn't want to say, hey, look, I don't think this is going to work, but – what do you think? Because then it's 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 easy to kind of we can even it, steal some of y'all catchphrases. We believe. We. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's a uh, yeah. Okay, all right. I I see. I I don't I don't know. I don't know where your I don't know where your love for the game is and for the team. And you don't know anybody on the team. I, I don't. I mean, I got nothing. You're right. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> You're not going to deny it, huh? I know the one player. There are two guys on the team named Matt. Right, right. So, you know, two position players named Matt got that. Okay. But, I mean, once the team gets here, I will I will. You'll get be all in, huh? I'll be, I'll, be, I'll be Johnny on the spot. There you go. I'll be the guy waving the flags. I'll be like, oh, the A's, I've been waiting for this, you know. Okay, now let me ask you this. 
Are you going to be the guy that's going to be in the stands, watching the game, waving the flags, talking about you've been waiting for this? Or are you going to be the guy that's going to be, hey, I'm going to be the, the, the guy. I'm going to be the guy that covers the team. I'm going to be the guy who's, you know, talking to these guys and interviewing them. And this, which, one, which guy are you going to be? Guy A or guy B? You put me on the spot there. I am going to put you on the spot. Professionally, I should be guy B. But I know, I- but don't tell me who, what you should be. Tell me who you're going to be. It'd be more fun to be guy A, but if, but, if, but if the station needs me to be guy B, I will be guy B. Journalistic integrity when I cover this team. Okay. All right. Fair enough. That was, that was a good answer. So basically, you'll be in the stands. You'll have a beer in your hand, and you'll have some cotton candy or oh, some Cracker Jacks. Like, I, I want to be that fan. You know how like, a fan's got a gimmick? You know, yeah. you got like Clipper Daryl, yeah. you know, all those guys. Let me be that what guy. Are you gonna be? Who are you going to be? Wrestler DeMond? Oh, man. You know, John Cena's new gear is green, uh-huh. by the way. His gear, when he came out this week, was green and yellow. Never give up. I'm wave. Oh, come on, bro. 702-365-9200. 702-365-9200. Salmon Ash text line 69187, keyword R&R. What are your thoughts on what Alex had to say? What are your thoughts on... Is Hunter Renfro, third and Renfro, the slot, the slot machine, the guy, is he going to get a contract extension? Do you think he's earned a contract extension? What would you like to see from Hunter Renfro? Uh, didn't know that this was going to be a topic, but Alex sent it to us, so let's talk about it. We could do that. Again, 702-365-9200, and then you can also text the Salmon Ash text line and make sure you visit SalmonAsh.com because you deserve what's right. 69187, keyword R&R. This is Radio Nation Radio 920. Interact with the show. Text Vinny at 69187 or tweet at him at Vinny Bonsignor. This is In the Huddle with Raiders beat writer Vinny Bonsignor on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. 449 is the time here on Raider Nation Radio 920 In the Huddle. Your boy Q holding it down for Vinny Bonsignor. Coming up at the top of the hour, Hall of Famer Tim Brown. Going to join us to talk about the battle for Vegas. Going to talk all things Raiders. Going to ask him some questions on Henry Ruggs. Talk about Coach Tom Flores being a you know member of the fraternity that is a Hall of Fame, being a member of the Silver and Black. You know we had Marcus Allen on the show yesterday. That was awesome. Tim Brown's going to join us coming up in just a few minutes. I know we got some patient members of Raider Nation sitting there on the Raider Nation listener line at 702-365-9200. Going to get to them in a quick minute. I did want to give a quick update. Uh, we were just talking to Mick Akers about the whole A situation and what could possibly happen here in uh, in Las Vegas, and uh, Bill Shaken. Put out uh, news from MLB, Rob Manfred, on today's Oakland City Council vote. We are disappointed the City Council chose to vote on a proposal to which the A's had not agreed. We will immediately begin conversations with the A's to chart a path forward for the club. So just take that as whichever you want to take it as. That's just what they're saying. I mean, I just, hey, just passing on the, don't shoot the messenger. Just telling you what the message is. I'm not going to lie. That sounds like a big nothing burger. It, it, it basically is, but it's, it's basically documentation. You know what I mean? When you just have something, you just kind of you document it. It's just like, well, remember this date, July 20th, 2021. The A's and the city council presented nothing. The A's didn't agree on it, so we're going to try to move forward. That's going to be rubber stamped just so it's in their documentation. So when they present everything, they'll be like, this is just part of it's It's, it's evidence collecting. You'll learn, Demond. You'll learn. Let's go out to the Raider Nation listener line, though. Again, patient Raider Nation waiting, 702-365-9200. Let's talk to Raider Dave in Denver. What's on your mind this afternoon? Well, first off, I think that Renfro will get signed to a longer contract. Okay. We'll move on from there to something that's been on my mind about Tim Brown. And maybe a lot of Raider fans don't remember that he actually returned kicks or punts mm-hmm. when he first got in the league. And he got hurt. Yep. And he didn't finish the season. So I would be curious to know when you talk to him, what kind of mindset that he could talk about that he had that maybe Arnett has or Abrams ended up getting through. And what these guys, how they kind of look at this. Uh, renewed beginning on their next season coming up. I think that would be pretty interesting. Nice, nice. Good stuff. Thank you for the call right there. And uh, he, he mentioned Hunter Renfro. He thinks that uh, he will get a contract extension. And that's honestly how I'm leaning as well. I'll tell you that right now. I'm, I'm leaning with I think that he makes a lot of sense. I think he makes a lot of sense for the Raiders. I think he makes a lot of sense for John Gruden's offense. Uh, I think he's very valuable. He can do a lot of different things besides just catch the ball. You know, I mean, he, he, as you've seen in 2020, went back there and, and as uh, Raider Dave mentioned, was returning kicks, you know, returning punts and, and did a good job of it. You know, even though I questioned at the beginning of the season, like, why don't you put the fastest dude back there? Why don't you put Henry Ruggs back there? But Henry Renfro showed why 
he was back there. He's got that wiggle in him once he catches the ball, and that's the biggest thing, securing the catch. And you mentioned Tim Brown doing that as well. He did that in his career. And even at the end of his career, I don't remember if you, if you remember, at the end of Tim Brown's career, when the Raiders needed to make sure that they secured the punt, that's all they need to do. They like, we don't need you to, you know, take off down the field. We just need to make sure that you catch the ball. To see Tim Brown in the 30s, and I don't mean the years 30s, I mean his age 30s, to go back there and you know, receive the punt, I thought that was really, really cool and showed how much confidence the team had. Okay, Tim Brown's going to catch the ball, fair catch it, whatever. He's going to make sure it happens. So uh, good stuff right there, Raider Dave. Appreciate you. Let's go back out to the listener line and talk to Eddie in L.A. You're on Raider Nation Radio. What's on your mind, my man? What's up, Q? What's going on in regards to your uh, A's talk? Uh, buyer beware, man. That's all I can say. I'm a Dodger fan, so I can care less. But uh, as far as the A's, you know, you, this side of town, everybody considers them a league team wherever. So, you know, buyer beware on that. As far as Rufo goes, though, you got to sign them. If you're John Gruden and, and Mike Mayock and you guys have been preaching how, you know, best availability is availability. Well, this guy's been, now he's been available, he's been playing, and he's solid. Third and Renfro, he didn't get that for no reason at all. He's, he's Derek Carr's, I think, best weapon on short and out. And the guy has a knack to find the soft spot in the zone. And, he's, and, he, and his hands are, are solid. Uh, there, there's, there's, to me, it's a no-brainer. Uh, you know, obviously, you never know what happens with agents and money and and one person uh, thinks their value is higher than the other, but I really do hope they extend them. I think he, I think he's going to have a bigger role this year uh, coming up than he has in the past. Uh, I, I think this offense is going to turn around and compliment him a little bit more, use them a lot more, especially in the first downs. Um, but uh, yeah, there's uh, to me in my mind, there, uh, there's no way you can't you don't sign this guy. Good stuff. Good stuff, Eddie. Way to break it down, man. I appreciate it. And you know, the fun thing about this conversation, and thank you, Alex, for the, 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 the topic in general, because again, this was not my topic for the day. This was Alex. He sent this in by way of Twitter, and you could do that as well at r and 920 AM or at your boy Q254. Either way, you can hit us up on Twitter. And you know, if it's a topic like this, we'll, we'll, we'll throw it out there. I have no problem with that. Um, we're not talking about, you know, Henry Ruggs. We're not talking about Damon Arnett, you know, first round guys. We're talking about Hunter Renfro, a guy who's a little bit further down on the depth chart, but a, a very valuable piece. So we're, we're doing a little bit deeper dive, you know? And so I think this is a lot of fun. So again, Alex, thank you so much for that, uh, that, that, uh, message. Uh, and let's go real quick back out to the Raider Nation, uh, listener line 702-365-9200. Steve in Las Vegas, you're on Raider Nation Radio 920. What's on your mind, my man? Hey, Benny. I love, love listening to you, man. Uh, and really looking forward to it as training camp opens. But I got a question for you. The Raiders, I grew up in the Bay Area, like, you know, a lot of others, and the Raiders were were always in the news, first off. Now they're down here, and it seems like the only news you ever get about the Raiders is negative. You know, and I'm talking on a national level. And so Mark resigns. I don't even know how to say his last name, but he resigns. And now there's all these rumors going around about all these other changes coming along. And it just seems like it's at the wrong time when we're going into training camp being open and you're formulating the team uh, as we go into training camp in the regular season. And it just seems like there's something on the back of this organization that it needs to shake. <laughs> right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. No, I absolutely do. I absolutely do. And, Steve, thank you for the call. And, and Vinny's on, on vacation. He'll be back here on Monday. He's in Italy. Uh, but I'm holding it down for him uh, until Monday, and then I'll shift to uh, 2 to 4 for unnecessary roughness. But uh, thank you for the call. Great stuff. And I will say I know exactly what you're talking about, and I hate to bring up the M word. And when I mean the M word, I mean Khalil Mack. But you go back right before the week before the season started, Khalil Mack gets traded. Then you go back a little bit, you know, or you, you, you go the next year up, and Antonio Brown, he's the he's the hot story, right? And then all of a sudden, he's released. What the week oh, before? Oh, that, that hard knock season was fantastic. And that, and that wasn't even that was I, you know I didn't even think that was that good. But it's just his antics were just so blah. the I'm free running yeah, out of the I house mean, when he when the trigger. Oh man, I mean, and that's Woo, just HBO outdid themselves with that one. You know what that was? <laughs> that was the identifier that TikTok was going to be a major thing later. You know what I mean? That that kind of told you that TikTok and stuff like that was going to end up being something so big because he to me is a TikTok. And hey, credit to him, hell of a receiver. I understood what John Gruden was doing and Mike Mayock were doing when they acquired him. He could have been a hell of a weapon, but 
he just it just it just wasn't right. It just wasn't right fit. Um, you know, he ends up getting with Tom Brady, of course, winning the ring last year. Um, and, and he just knows how to act, I guess, around Tom. And he didn't know how to act as a member of the Silver and Black. It's unfortunate because I think it could have really been great in Gruden's office. I think he could have been great. But that happens. Then, of course, last year is COVID and, and moving at the same time. So to Steve's credit, every single year, something is popping up. And now Mark Bedane. He resigns. And again, that shouldn't affect the football side of things, but it's still, it's, it's just something in the, in the news and something to talk about. And I will say, I think that the Raiders, I don't think that they're always in the news with stuff negative. Um, and I'll tell you, as a guy growing up in the Bay Area, I wanted to do stuff like this, talk about the Raiders, be on the radio, talk sports, because I felt like the Raiders didn't get enough talk. I felt like there was never, even when they were good, they weren't in the news, and it made me frustrated as a Raider fan. I'm like, wait a minute. How come they're not talking about the Raiders? What's going on? So to be able to be in the platform that I'm at now, and I've done multiple podcasts, and, and you know, to earn, earn my way and work my way here, I feel like, man, they're, they're at a whole different level now. Hell, they got their own radio station now. Even in the Bay, 95.7 The Game was the station that carried them, but they didn't really love them. They didn't really have their back like that. They were secretly sleeping with the Niners. I mean, I'm not wrong. You're laughing, but I'm not wrong. Oh, man, I feel like Raider fans, it's, it's like the we us against the world mentality. It's what it is. I told you the other day that we as Raider fans are cut from a different cloth. We got a different something about ourselves. We're just different. It's We're like two chains. Remember when he said, I'm different. I'm different. It's I don't all, know how that goes, but that's what I mean. It's all negative. Man, come on, man. People can say Derek Carr is nice. I mean. I didn't say they couldn't. But I'm just saying. I'm man, talking think, about the, the station little, in the Bay that didn't cover him. I'm saying it's a little overblown, like the chip on the shoulder. I don't think it is. You know, every game is like the refs. You still talking about this Hunter Renfro punt return is like, man, you know what? It was a bad call. Every do, you think the tuck, bad. do you think the tuck rule was, was a right call? Or were you alive? I was a lot bad call, yeah, but I mean, come on, get over it, man. I mean, you don't get over things like that, Demond. <laughs> did you get over Hulk Hogan losing to Andre the Giant? He won. He lost at one point. <laughs> they always do. I mean, I've had I've had my moments too, you know. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. You're gonna be all right. Titans should have a Super Bowl if you ask me, but that's another story. The Titans? What? Who? Yeah, they, they fell what a yard short of the the goal line. See, you don't see me crying. You're well. That didn't have anything to do with the bad call. We got the best running back in the league, man. Which might be a top five offense. You don't hear nobody you, talking. You played for him. You played for him. You said we. You played for him. Hey, man. Support goes a long way. Five o'clock <laughs> is the time. Coming up next, a guy who plays for the team that we're talking and covering, or played. Hall of Famer, Tim Brown. He's going to join the show in the huddle. Radio Nation Radio 920.